we are the Hairy Bikers. I'm Sai. And I'm Dave. And it's time once again for us to put on our caring capes and transform from the Hairy Bikers to the Agony Uncles. Oh, yes. Between us, we'll help you with your problems because sometimes it can be a bit of a shock when life throws you a curveball. Every episode, we'll do our very best to help you to bat them away. Yes, and if life comes and wheeze on your cabbages, pisses on your chips, email us, theagonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And of course, as every week, posing the problems today, it's our delectable, gorgeous human, uh, Mr. Mark Jeeves. Hello, well, Jeevesy. Hello. And what a lovely intro. How lovely to see everybody. Um, I've had an interesting uh, post bank this week, including uh, from fans in New Zealand. Uh, you'll be oh. interested in that. Uh, this comes from uh, Petrus, who's in New Zealand. Says, hello, my name is Petrus. I live in New Zealand. My wife introduced me to your podcast. I'm currently binge listening from episode one. There's a lot of episodes. We're on 70 today. I love listening to your banter and advice. And he said, I'm slightly concerned for my welfare, though, as my wife is looking for free bentos pies after I mentioned I'd never had a pie in a tin. <laughs> Should Petrus be worried by a free bentos pie? <laughs> Just as a quick question. No. Truly inspired. Oh. It's the quality of the puff pastry. Oh. It transcends from the lightness of an angel's wing to basically shoe leather, all within a centimetre. But there's something sinisterly lovely about it, you know. Do you know they do a vegetarian, they do a cheese and onion one now? No. Do they? Yeah, as well as mince, as well as steak. Yes, it's all all gone beyond what we knew when we were kids, Kingy. Bloody hell. That's, that's remarkable. A vegetarian. Who would have thunked it? So, yes, uh, do not worry, Petrus, about your free bentos pie. I think it'll be a marvellous experience for you. If you like cooking your own pies, though, it is worth mentioning that uh, you've still got some cookware in Tesco. We've got a lot of messages from people about uh, about their Tesco club card offers. Yeah, it's great. It's ESG who make all our um, cookware, and jolly good it is too. Uh, we have a stand in Tesco's, and if you buy it with your club card, I think you have substantial discounts. Discounts. <gasps> so get down for a rummage. There's all sorts of stuff. It's going to be great. It'll be oh, great. You've only got two weeks to do it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Skate's on. I've got to go. I've got to rush down there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing exactly the same. <laughs> that's two pots that's gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all they've got left. That's, that's been popular, you know. And here she is with a drum roll sent from the gods. She is the lemon sorbet to our humble Mr. Whippy. It's Posh Tash. Oh, hello. Well, I don't think there's anything humble about a Mr. Whippy. I do like a Mr. Whippy. <laughs> yeah, not that sort of Mr. Whippy, Tash. Oh, not that oh, really? sort. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I only know one sort. Oh. <laughs> so do I. What are you going on about, you pervert? <laughs> 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 Or you can whip me up into a frenzy any day. <laughs> yes, well, well, uh, we, we, we've seen that, and it's not pretty. <laughs> Dave, let's get solving, mate. We're going to get jingly what's it, who, Joe? Bong, 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 enter the Sandman. Nice, very good. Oh, Metallica yeah. with bongs. We like those. <laughs> Class. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's Forest of Problems, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Poshtash, you're going to be hacking your way through this thick undergrowth of grief We have Grow Your Own Gravy We have Posh Friend Problems We have Bed Bother And in Confidential Corner, My Partner's Secret past. 
Ooh. But we're going to start with growing my own gravy. He comes in from Peter, who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I'm at a stage in life where I like to know everything that I'm putting into my body and in my food. So I now make all my meals myself and I don't buy anything ready-made. I'm even doing this with my condiments, making my own mayonnaise, tomato sauce, etc., just so I can control the ingredients. But the thing I still have in my cupboard and the thing I don't know how to make from scratch is gravy. The ingredients list on my gravy granules is very long and full of things I've never heard of. Can you tell me how to make my own gravy? Sorry if it's a bit basic, but I have literally no idea. It's funny, we get asked a lot that, don't we? And a lot yeah. of people don't know how to make gravy. Um, but let's start at the very beginning. The beginning's a good place to start. When you start, you begin with the roasting tin. Oh, God, this is going to be a number one. I love it. I love it. Go on, yeah. Piggy. You I'm digging the roasting it. Tin. You have the roasting tin in front of you. So in the roasting tin, what I would suggest you do is, um, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can do it, but a carrot, onion and celery. In the bottom of said roasting tin, you can chop them. You can just chop them roughly. You can do whatever you like. And then you put a little bit of water in the bottom, don't you, Dave? Yes. And it's a bit like a vegetable trivet. Yes. And your seasoned joint is placed on top. You could at this point also add some wine maybe with the water. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because all this is building up to a rich, rich embellishment to your roast. And uh, and stick your roast in, let the juices do the work. They'll and, uh, and and just keep your water topped up so you've got something to work with. And then as you take your roast out and let it rest, what I do is I take the trivet of uh, I take the trivet, i.e. me onions, me carrot and me celery, and then I blitz it. And I blitz it and blitz it and blitz it until it's a puree and then I put that back in, which acts as a thickening for the said liquid that you have in the bottom of your roasting tin. And at that point, you can either add more water, you could add a little bit of beef stock, if it is beef, or chicken, if it is chicken, or lamb, if it is lamb. Yeah, what I always do is I always find there isn't enough left. So I always do make a jug of stock up, yeah. either from a good quality stock pot or indeed, you know, from fresh stock. And, um, and actually, if you haven't got the veggies or you don't want to thicken it with that, mum's old-fashioned way of thickening with corn flour. Yeah. Just take yeah. some of that stock, mix a tablespoon of corn flour in with it or as much gravy as you're making. Then when you heat it up with the gravy, the corn flour will thicken it. You know, it's look the other way, the classical way is to do it with butter and flour. But, you know, it, it, I don't know, we always used corn flour as a kid. And my mum's gravy was brilliant, real stick-to-your-rib stuff. Uh, gravy's sometimes the best bit, isn't it? It is, man. I love it. Can I ask, what if what if you want to make a gravy, but you're not doing roast meat? Can you make a good gravy without having yeah. the fat come out the meat? Yeah, you can make it with a, an onion gravy or onion and mushroom gravy. There's loads and loads of recipes. It's great. We've got some fab recipes online, actually. And um, if you if you have a look uh, on, on our website, we'll stick um, we'll stick a couple of uh, gravy recipes up there because um, I've I've got got a couple to hand. So um, okay. yeah, we'll definitely do. Yeah, yeah, you can. And you just you just fry the onions off, Tash, and then and then make it with. And then as you're frying your onions off, add a little bit of flour. To and, and mix your mix your flour in, in with that, season it a bit of um, a bit of you know, a veggie stock, bit and of mustard, you, dried yeah, mustard, dry mustard, all oh. of that, and you just kind bit of, of wine, yeah, lush and stock and stock, and that's it. Job yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thicken it. Oh, and again, if it's not thick enough, well, you, you put flour in with your onions, but again, you know, you thicken with corn flour, and if you don't want your gravy lumpy, pass it through a sieve. Yeah. 
And it's the tip. This is the tip, I think. You put the flour on before you put any liquid in, because if you put the flour in with the liquid, it goes lumpy. So you've got to put your flour around just your onions or your meat first, haven't you? Is that right? When you're frying something off to thicken it? Yeah, you can do it that way. There's lots of different ways to do it. But yeah, yes. Yes, in essence, because you want the, you've, you've got some oil uh, or, 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 or fat from your meat in the, in the bottom of your pan. And you just sprinkle it over with a bit of flour. But as Dave says, the old fashioned way to do it, which is the way our mams did it, was with yeah. corn flour and water or corn flour and stock. Yeah, I mean, we used to get like, I mean, the way like the Sunday roast, the beef was the big thing. It was a small piece of beef that had to go a long way. But how she used to do it was, it was a pot roast, really. So, you know, in, in you know, I, I did one on uh, Instagram a couple of years ago, and my mum used to do it, and people complained, oh, you've overcooked it, you've done this. It was a different kind of thing. But basically, you put it in a casserole dish, and it was just, you'd season the, the, the beef, piece of beef, and fill it, fill it maybe half up with water then cook it to death, like we say, then take some of that out, put some stock in. Uh, but then it was, you take some of that with corn flour, slake it, then just heat it through. And I've got to admit, it was, it was delicious. The meat was, you kind of, you got all the goodness out of the meat. So it was very different to enjoying, say, a lovely standing rib roast that's just medium rare. It was a different thing. But nevertheless, it's still sometimes, I like it like that. And obviously the gravy with your mash is lovely. Tash, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you had all your furniture nicked? You're quite echoey. <laughs> do I sound echoey? Yeah, you I did do. worry about that. I know. No, I mean, I've, I've tried the new out office. I've, um, yeah, I'm in at the end of the land in my other house, which is familiarly looking like a shed. Um, and I'm in there. I've just got a sofa and a chair and a desk. So I'm oh. starting my new office. Oh, oh, I see. I thought you were in the Great Hall for a moment. I just thought... Sorry oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go in there. <laughs> it, was, it was like, hello, hello, isn't it? Where they're under the stairs, the resistance. I have to say, I think that's where our lovely friend Mark is today. If you look at him, I think he's hiding under the stairs. I am hiding under the stairs. I am, yes. This is the resistance. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, hello. Oh, I need to know Gordon Kay. I loved him. Um, I was going to just say about gravy, going back to it, though. I feel like an identity people growing up who I knew the mums who cooked good gravy and the mums who didn't because yeah. bad gravy can ruin a roast so you can yeah. almost identify the good cooks who can do a gravy and I'm not one of them <laughs> the world has sadly gone dependent on gravy granules it's there wrong. is a certain amount of people who thinks that gravy comes in granules mm. I remember once I mean, we, we used to have it as a kid as sometimes if we had sausage and bash rather than making onion gravy or, or indeed if you went and bought a meat potato pie from the bakery you'd make up the gravy granule gravy but I remember yeah. one time, I, I, bizarrest thing, I got my grave granules pot mixed up with my coffee, you know, my gold blend. Oh, shame. And I kind of, <laughs> I put my milk and sugar in a pot of like very weak and sipping gravy. And that was quite a shock. It's a bit of a mind warp when I come to drink it. <laughs> no, it wasn't yeah. Nouvelle or anything. Ooh, I did it last week. I've had a, I've had a builder here. Oh, actually, they were tilers, very sweetly tiling a bathroom. Lovely, lovely, amazing, skilled Italian guys. And I took up a tea and a coffee, and I decided to be nice and not put the sugar he wanted in his tea. I gave it in a little pot, and I got a little teaspoon and left it with them. And then very sweetly, he came tiptoeing downstairs about 10 minutes later. And he said, oh, excuse me, um, do you have a glass of water? And I was like, oh, yes, I'll get you a glass of water. And I realised I'd given him a pot of salt. Oh, and I basically oh no. put a massive... Oh, <laughs> oh if we go back to Italy with oh. all those misconceptions about British people, they can be salt to put in your coffee. <laughs> Ah, dirty people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's supposed to be our true British thing, isn't it? Making a good cup of tea. But yeah. clearly mine was not. Dear God, Kosh, you get to do one bloody thing for international relations and you give the poor bugger salt. There you go, Peter. I hope your gravy is as good as it can possibly be. Lots of good advice. And there's always a North Stockpot, which are flipping brilliant. Food makes everything better. All right, our next problem is called a posh person problem. This comes from Sunita, uh, who says, Dear lovely Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave, fabulous posh Tash, and the silver-voiced Ooh. Duke. Ooh. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. Anyway, I love your podcast, and I wait for it to turn up on my feed every week. I live in a large city in the regular people side of things, but I work near the posh people side of the city. I go sometimes to the slightly posh regular supermarket with a work friend once a week to get some lunch. Normally a very quick and uneventful trip. But about a month ago, we had an interesting encounter. We got our lunches, we were waiting at the checkout for our tour. We put our bits and bobs on the conveyor belt and I had chicken drumsticks for lunch from the deli. In front of us was a very posh older lady with perfectly made up hair, perfect outfit, sparkly jewellery. And while we were waiting for her shopping to be scanned, she just reached over, picked up my chicken drumsticks and started examining them closely, reading the label, turning the pack upside down, etc. My friend and I were too stunned to say anything, so we sort of stared at her like a pair of goldfish. She finally noticed us staring and plonked the chicken back on my side of the barrier, saying, Oh, it just looked interesting. I wanted to see where it was from. I said, uh, it's in the hot section at the deli counter. She went, oh, how lovely. And then wandered off to pay. No, please. No, sorry. No, buy or leave. No, nothing. My question is, do posh people normally behave in such a peculiar manner? Or did I just bump into a nut job? Asks Sunita. Over to you. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of them do. <laughs> a lot of them do. Because it's funny, isn't it? What is poshness? It's it's not to do with money or anything. It's this affected kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And it, it, I think posh people think they're inherently superior. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? I mean, we Tash, it, it's a, we love you, Tash. It's a, it's, it's a joke. Just because you, you're the only one that can talk proper. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but it's true. They think they're better. They, they really do. There's a presumptuousness to it, I think, isn't there? That's the problem. They just yeah. think they've got a right to do something, maybe because they have money or they come from a different class. I think that's what the point is. It's, it's a, lot, a, a lot of them don't have money, though. That's the thing. No, no, yeah. true, true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this kind of attitude of entitlement. Well, it's there and I can do it because it doesn't really matter to anybody else but me. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, actually, get off me chicken drumsticks, you loon. Um, oh, you know. What's wrong with it, though? I have to say. I don't want to put myself in posh camp any further than I am already in posh camp. But I, posh I, I <laughs> if you look down the conveyor belt and you're in a long line and you're waiting around to pay, I, I, I honestly, I look at other people shopping thinking, oh, well done there. And they found that. That looks good. Well, and oh, I wish I'd got that. I think if I wanted to pick somebody else's shopping oh. up, I would say, could I have a quick look where you got that from? Or I would speak to them. But I, yes. I, I, I don't think I just pick it up. But at the same time, she's just having a quick look and thinking. Yeah, but it crosses. Yeah, but the ways of doing it, isn't the yeah, kingy? Yeah. Exactly. Where's it doing it? Exactly. Oh, that looks nice. Where'd you get that? That's yeah. Yeah. far more than being. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I just thought it looked interesting, so I'll manhandle your drumstick. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, hold on a minute. Um, okay. Well, but equally, if you, if we were to do that 
to uh, one of their kind, it would be, uh, could you arrest that man? Um, you know, he's shoplifting. You know, it would be like, hold on a minute. And it's just, it's not, it's not those social boundaries, you know, that, that everybody else adheres to, but because of their sense of entitlement and poshness, they, it, it, the rules don't apply to them. We've just seen that in a, in a Tory party cabinet. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, well, we're all really posh and um, you all have got to stay in your houses while we party our little mm. bollocks off. <laughs> it's true. And it's been proven to be true now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just think also the bottom yeah. line, wherever you're from, where you know, posh, not posh, whatever, is manners. Just bottom line manners. Yeah, exactly, You, you can't be exactly. rude. So you just be polite. And no matter where you are or who you're speaking to, and no matter what your drumsticks look like, you know, stick your nose out of it and leave them down. Thanks very much. Yeah. I've got to admit, in a different story, I hate chicken drumsticks. <laughs> Me too. I, mean, I, I, I hate them. I don't buy them. I don't like them either, actually, to be fair. I do like a wing. Oh, yeah, wings wings and thighs. Thighs yeah. have certainly got the place in the colouring word, but the drumsticks, oh. It's just an irritating bit that's on the end of your wing and thigh, isn't it? You know yeah. I mean? mm, it's a bit yeah. fatty for me. I, I don't like it. I've actually got one kid, one of my three, who absolutely loves it. It's his favourite meal. Honey mustard chicken drumsticks every time. That would win him down. He's a real Henry VIII. A real grab it and munch it off. The other lot are all a bit picky. It's a bit bony, a bit fatty. Back to yeah, the they used to that thing when I was a kid. You know, they always just say, because I was like a little boy, you know, oh, give him the leg, you love that. And they're trying to make me feel better and more manly. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, can I not have breasts like the, like the girls? <laughs> I, I, I do. I mean, I don't I do. mean. I'd like breast like the girls. <laughs> Very modern man. Oh yes. From now on, I will be known the prefix drumstick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I mean, I don't. I don't mind them. I don't mind them. I, I, yeah. I, they just irritate me slightly, but I like them. Well. You know. There we go. We've uh, we, we've uncovered a few things there, Sunita. First of all, uh, Sunita, yes, uh, yes, posh people do that. And secondly, uh, Dave would now like to be the artist formerly known as Dave. <laughs> and just call him Drumstick. <laughs> all right, let's take a break here. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the Agony Uncles a line. Welcome back to the Agony Uncles, and it is time for another problem here. Our next problem is called Bed Bother. This comes from Brendan. Brendan's Bed Bother. Dear Agonies and the Princess, writes Brendan, my problem is hotel beds. You see, I need to travel the country for my job. I've tried the hotel chains, and they mostly have decent beds, but they're all a bit soulless. And I like to try and book in at a local hotel or B&B to support local trade for the area I'm staying in. And just for a kind of more interesting experience. Nice. But most times the beds in these places are awful. I'm fed up trying to get a night's sleep on something resembling lumpy marshmallow. You boys, and I'm sure Tash too, says Brendan, are away from home a lot. So what's the secret to finding a hotel with a decent bed? Or do you have... Bad bed experiences too. Uh, ask Brendan, over to you. Well, the secret is pay for a decent hotel. <laughs> oh, gosh, well, we were crew first, so we've done 40 years of bad beds. Yeah. Uh, varying descriptions, some with bugs, insects. That, that We've run the gamut, haven't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, Brendan, it, it's just, uh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I, bugs? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it's horrendous. And you just got to, it's life on the road, mate. Sorry. Um, but as Dave says, the only the only way to do this is get a really nice hotel room. We did, we did think for the, the time, didn't we? Like a, I don't know if anybody saw it last month. And they had some photographs of me and you in our jammies in a bed. We, we were at the, the Paul Smith suite at this posh London hotel. 
And we, we both, it would have been photographed, so we both in our jammies and lying in this bed. Oh, God, it was comfy. Wasn't yes. it? We, oh, oh wow. God, I was. We weren't paying yeah. for it, and we were only there for like two hours. We did the pictures. We asked the representative from the hotel, where'd you get a bed like this? And she said they came in at about £40,000 each. Wow. Whoa. Gosh. Which wow. God knows what this room cost. We never got to sleep in it. But the level of being cossetedness, it mm. was possible. There is a job, isn't there? Um, I didn't apply for it, but you can get a bed tester, somebody that goes around the world and tests the duvets and the pillows in all the hotels. And so these amazing hotels have these incredible experiences. I mean, what a job going around and just sleeping and puffing up cushions and duvets and checking on goose down. I mean, incredible. I might take it. What a great yeah. job. I suppose what you could do is take your own topper with you. So we've got into that recently in our house, is the mattress toppers. Yes. It's like a two-inch thick mattress that goes on top. And the toppers do make a hell of a difference to one's mm. comfort, I find. That's uh, a good, yes. good idea, Dave. I like that. That's a good tip. Well, can you be asked to carry a topper in your luggage? Nah. 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 You've got to put up with it, really. Yeah, just put up with it, Brendan. But I also think, you know, with B&Bs, the problem is lots of B&Bs, it's lovely and it's gorgeous and homely and kind the people are. Sometimes they really are just renting out their spare room and they've used their old guest beds and put yeah. them in there. It's, you know, as we said, a decent hotel will pay for a decent bed so they get decent customers. But a little B&B isn't going to really. It's nah. just their guest room. I think, I think given the nature of Brendan's um, social awareness, I think, yeah, just, just put up with it, Bren. You'll be all right, man. Yeah, I mean, forget the bed. Once you start to think, A, how many people have slept in that bed, B, what they've done in the bed, and also how many people have died in it. Then oh, you'll, you'll never sleep again, Brendan. <laughs> That's horrific. It's I true, mean, though. Oh, do you think so? Not in a yes. little B&B, no. I mean, well, sex, maybe. I can imagine people go and rent a night away because like, the springs might be broken, but not died in it. <laughs> You've got a friend, isn't he? He, he? he manages hotels and he says it's very common. Yeah. In the big, big hotels, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. a quick clean out and well. off you pop, it's up for rental again. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be scared to go to sleep now in a hotel bed. <laughs> yeah, I think after that advice, Brendan's going to be yeah, yeah, he's with, yeah. So there we Brendan, are. buy a camper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to the agony uncle. To the agony uncles. It's time to head to confidential corner. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, big dramatic pause today from Uncle Si. Uh, this is called my partner's secret past. I need one male and one female name. So, Uncle Dave, a male name. Uncle Si, female, please. Ronnie. Ronnie. Rita. Ronnie and Rita. This comes from Ronnie, who says, Dear Agony Uncles, please help me. Am I overreacting to this? I moved in with Rita recently. We're both in our 30s. Whilst we've admitted to a couple of relationships in the past, this is the first one where we've ever lived together. I helped Rita move her stuff from her flat. I had a little peek in one of the boxes of her old stuff. I found a really worn Michelin map of Europe. I like maps, and what caught my eye was that there were lots of little coloured marks all over this one, loads of little round stickers with numbers by them stuck next to towns and villages in France and Germany and Italy and Spain, all over, dozens of them. I asked Rita what it was, and she said it was from her travelling days. I know she spent a year in Europe, she said it was just a map with details of where she'd stayed, the numbers were how much she liked the places, she kind of marked them out of ten, and I thought this was so lovely that as a surprise to celebrate our new flat, I secretly kept the map 
and had it professionally framed and wrapped oh. to give it to her at our housewarming party. Nice. I thought we could put it up afterwards. Her two sisters and a load of friends came round for the housewarming. We were having a lovely time. So, at the right moment, I tinged on the glass and everyone went quiet and I gave a little speech about how excited I was that we were settling down and that as a present for our future, here was a gift that celebrated Rita's past and then I gave her the map wrapped up. When she opened it, her face wasn't happy and it got worse when her sisters collapsed in hysterics and shouted, Oh, Rita, it's your shag map! <gasps> the friends then joined in laughing and loudly explained this was actually a map of all of her sexual encounters that Rita had had on her year abroad <laughs> and her numbers were her marks out of ten. An embarrassing silence followed between us. As far as I knew, she only had a couple of relationships in inverted commas. Am I overreacting? I feel a bit let down, but my best mate tells me that everyone lies about the number of previous partners. What do you think? Over to you, says Ronnie. I think her mates have dropped her right in it, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> they could have let him go on with a delusion that it was the quality of the cuisine. Oh. Or indeed the mattress. <laughs> yeah, mattress, yeah, yeah. I think it's a genius idea. I wish I'd got a shag map. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you might be overreacting, dude. Come on, man. It's like, you know, everybody has a life before. You don't want it on your wall, though, do you? Anyway, no, now it's bloody. Yeah, it. Like a map of little chefs around the British Isles. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit rubbing salt in the wound, that. He'll never be able to book anywhere to go on holiday again because he'll keep checking the map going, oh, bugger, no, that was a six out of ten there. Yeah. And, unless he rises to the challenge and says, come on, let's go back to Berlin. That was a two-up. I'll make it a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And rising to the challenge, was there was absolutely no pun intended there at all, wasn't there? <laughs> <Sorry. guys? laughs> well, he'd be quite... I don't know what would, would be quite disconcerting to find that, I think. A shag map. Wow. Yes, yes, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. why, she, why did you keep it though? Well, it's the past. It's memories, uh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's better in your head, not down, you know, not for your partner to find. It's well, kind of rude. Well, I, 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 I presume that it was too much to hold in her head. She'd need to be, you know, a member. <laughs> like a university challenge, innit? You'd need to have a gargantuan well, bonce. Yeah, Ronnie didn't say how many destinations she had, did she? One in every port kind of thing. But yeah. Can we just actually come back to the point, though, that Ronnie was a little bit naughty? He went into her private box and got it out, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he didn't know, maybe he just discovered it, you know? I, well, I think he did just discover it, and, he, and, and, he, and she had said to him, hadn't she? Rita had said, well, look, yeah, no, it's all the places that I rated while I was there, and Ronnie was under the impression that it was just this lovely map of memories yeah but yeah. she let those sleeping dogs lie and every time she looked at ron would think he'd done something wonderful and every time she looked at it she'd have a quiet internal chuckle and that's how it should have stayed <laughs> that you know result of happiness it's the friends that have dropped her in it but there again she must yeah. have boasted to her friends about it as well or how could they have known well maybe they all had one maybe when they were you know 17 to 25 they all had a shag map and it was quite funny as long as she hasn't been doing it right up to ronnie 
where he can see, you know, dotted around the local area, there's a bit of Ronnie scoring. But if it's the past, it's your past. You do silly things when you're younger, don't you? I don't think it's that silly. I think it's a great way to remember. <laughs> uh, can you ask her? We should ask her if she's got supporting photographs of the blokes that she, or women, I don't know, whatever gets her through the night, um, uh, that, that, you know, that Ronnie can have a look at. <laughs> Do you think, though, that when she gets, you know, older, her grandchildren go, oh, Grandma, have you been have you been there in Europe? She'll go, yes, dear, get the map out, I'll show you yeah, where well, I went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cracking night in Dubrovnik. <laughs> <laughs> With my friend Igor. <laughs> Is that your dad? No. no. We were just good friends, you know, yeah. friends. Friends. <gasps> Oh, I think Ronnie should be pleased. He's got a girlfriend that he loves that she's mo- he's found and she's sticking with him. So there's only going to be one destination and one score from now on in. But that was just the past. Yeah, I think you're overreacting, Ronnie. Just let it go, dude. Mm, but not put it on the wall. Well, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> in no, the back in the cupboard, behind the wardrobe. <laughs> behind the consumption. Oh, this is going to be a talking point every time anybody comes in. He's going to get so fed up of it, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So everybody's going to want to have a look, seeing where the best one was. They'll be going, oh, there she goes. What a goer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd put it up in the wall, mate. It'd be a laugh. If your life's in a mess, then the email address is the agony uncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. So there we are. Another week of wars sorted on the Agony Uncles podcast, the hairiest podcast on the planet. Remember to email us your problems. The address is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk that's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk While you do that, let me remind you there are new episodes of the Agony Uncles every Friday so to get them in your little inboxy and a little notification just follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss us So, from Posh Tash Bye bye The Thin White Duke Goodbye And of course from us Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.